is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. It's me. I'm back trying to get a live show in before the end of this month. I was planning to do one uh, a couple weeks ago, and I ended up working late, so I had to cancel. And so here I am uh, on the way home. I was like, okay, Lord, you know I do have things on my heart and on my mind, things that have been going on that have troubled me, but I really don't know, like, what to do tonight. I haven't had time to put it together, you know, to put something together. I'm my own producer uh, in the in the sense of pulling stories, organizing them, writing up an outline, such yada, yada, yada. I don't have my Chris, who's my was my engineer, to help with the setup and sound checking and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I didn't have time to put anything together. But as the Lord tends to do, he just dropped in my spirit and reminded me there was something that you um, were pretty provoked about here recently. And he says, you could talk about that. But I was like, well, Lord, yes, I could, but other people are talking about that, and I don't want to talk about it from uh, a carnal perspective. I don't want to talk about it simply from the legal perspective. I don't want to commentate on it from that perspective. And he was like, yeah, remember what you posted about it? When I saw this article, when I heard about this situation, I posted on my personal page, my personal Facebook page, Synagogue of Satan. I said, "Mm -mm. this church that did this thing is not a church of the Lord. This is a church of Satan. Yes, there can be churches that represent Satan. In the Bible, Jesus referred to them as synagogues places of fellowship, places of gathering, of Satan. And that's what I wrote, and I'm going to tell you all what I'm talking about in just a minute here. But let me read the opening scripture for tonight's topic, which is going to be synagogues of Satan. Revelation chapter 3, verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Okay? It goes on to say, Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. I'm feeling stirred up just reading that scripture. Oh, what am I talking about? 
what am I talking about? What is this referencing? Okay. Well, I'm a legal, I'm not going to say I'm a legal buff, but I like watching legal shows. I have way back in the day, I like investigative shows and I like legal type shows. Okay. So back in the day when there was, you know, what was his name? Um, oh Lord, I just had his name in my head. Perry, Perry, was it Perry Mason? And Oh, the other one, um, he seemed kind of like an old Southern guy. Um, oh, Lord, I can't even think of his name. But, you know, um, the, the the investigator who, oh, man, I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't talking, planning on talking about any of the old shows. But anyway, the more current shows that I have watched and enjoyed have been Law and & Order and have been The Closer, Back in the day, there were some other shows that were good shows, okay? Um, and I can't think of – I can see their faces, I can hear their voices, but I can't pull their names to mind at the moment. So because of that, I have been watching the coverage and the court coverage of the Fannie Willis, Wade – What's that man's name? I should, uh, I've just been calling him Wade. But what is his name here? I should pull it up really fast here. If, if y'all don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, Fannie Willis is the district attorney prosecuting President Trump and several um, co-defendants. I think there's about, I want to say about 18 of them, 17, 18 of them, okay? She hired a district, uh, she, she, I'm sorry, she she hired and appointed a partner to help her prosecute this case, and there's all sorts of controversy about that, um, but from the legal and investigative standpoint, I've been watching. I've been watching, okay? And then when Miss Fanny herself, who has been on the record publicly taunting and saying that nobody is above the law, nobody is above the law, and that is why she said she's going after President Trump and these co-defendants because they are not above the law. And because, in her opinion, they are criminals, and she is basically saying that she's standing for what's right, because nobody is going to get away with what they have gotten away with in her, if she has anything to do with it, okay? But then the trial gets to the point where she was not even supposed to testify, according to her own attorneys. I'm sitting here watching, I'm listening, and uh, she had been fighting the subpoena. She had been fighting the subpoena to appear in court, okay? But then at the last moment, she comes busting in the courtroom, 
busting in. When I say busting in, I mean like she was walking in with a major attitude problem. Her uh, her attorney is speaking at the moment and saying, no, she's not going to testify. She cuts off the attorney and says, yes, I am here, and I am going to testify. And then she proceeds to defy court decorum. She proceeds to disrespect court order. She proceeds to disrespect the, um, the, the, the attorney that is trying to question her, outright calling her a liar. She begins to man- try to manipulate the circumstances and tell the stories that she wants to tell versus the stories that she's being asked to answer to the point where the judge had to warn her because she continued to disrupt things and act ugly, ugly, trying to control the situation. Not to mention the things that she said. I'll come back to I'll come back to some of that. But her behavior in general was indicative of defiance to authority. She did not care who else. She disrespected. The judge had to warn her about her nasty, defiant um, behavior and told her that if she continued to behave that way, that he was going to disallow her testimony altogether. Okay? So immediately I was appalled sitting here watching her, watching her as the DA, the district attorney for her department, for the state for what? She represents Atlanta, Georgia. She's the DA, Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, okay? The one who prosecutes others. The one who brings charges against others. Yet she defiantly did had no respect for the for due process when it came to someone else trying to make sure that they were being represented fairly. Oh, she was furious. You could tell she was furious. How, the message that she sent was, how dare you question me? She even went as far as to tell them. I am not on trial here. It wasn't a trial. It was a hearing, from what I understand, and there is a difference. I am not on trial here, though, she said. No, no matter how much you want to make me be on trial, I am not on trial here. Well, she defied her attorney's advice not to testify, and then she said a whole lot of things that gave a real good, clear picture of who Miss Fannie Willis is. But like I said, I I didn't want to talk about this from the legal aspects. What upset me is that prior to this testimony, prior to this hearing coming into play, because of the defense or because of those that are defending Trump and the co-defendants, using due process, hiring investigators, questioning witnesses, subpoenaing witnesses, doing what's permissible to them, what's allowed to them to defend themselves, which she should be fully aware of, okay, in the process of, before all of this even came about, a church, a church that professed to be a church of God, 
invited this woman back in January, back in January, invited this woman to speak from their pulpit. The church was called Big Bethel AME Church in Atlanta on January 14th, 2024. She was already in hot water. Okay, that's what brought about the hearing to begin with. More after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect. To find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. I'm back. And I am talking to you, I'm actually talking to you about 
synagogues of Satan. Churches that profess to be churches for God on on God's behalf, on behalf of the gospel of Jesus Christ that teach from the word of God, Old, New Testament, churches that profess to be churches for God, but they, in fact, are not. They are gathering, places of gathering and worship for Satan. It's important that this be acknowledged. It's important for people to know that these churches do not represent the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They do not represent the God of heaven. Why? Because they're, they do things contrary to scripture. I'm going to tell you more about why that is. Okay. In Revelation 3, 9, Jesus said, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but they lie. Okay? So a church that says that they are for God and Christian and they are not is equivalent to the same thing. It's it's meaning the same thing. The reference to Jews in that scripture is not strictly a... Um, hereditary one or genealogy one because other scriptures let you know that those that have been born again are engrafted into the promises of the children of Israel and therefore Jews in that sense in a spiritual sense but that a true Jew is one who's been circumcised in the heart okay whereas in the beginning, circumcision was required uh, of the male, particularly at eight days of the foreskin. Not trying to be graphic here, um, and Jesus came along and 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 amended the uh, agreement, if you will, amended the covenant and made it so that circumcision needed to be that of the heart. It needed to be where one's heart had been convicted and they were convicted of the fact that they were sinners and that they needed the Lord Jesus and they accepted his sacrifice on the cross and so forth and so on. So what am I talking about? Churches like Big Bethel AME Church in Atlanta. This article says, and I read this from the New York Post, Fanny Willis cloaks herself in God and race and race to say she's above criticism. She cloaks herself in God and race to say she's above criticism. That's what I expect a sinner to do. So I'm not tripping on Fanny Willis even. Although I'm appalled at her unprofessionalism and her behavior on, on a carnal sense, in a natural sense, I am more appalled that with her behavior, with her behavior, she was invited and welcomed into this church not to try to help her get right with the Lord, not to try to... Uh, console her, but also let her know that she has to repent of her lifestyle 
and of her sin and be made right with the Lord and, and, and turn from those things, but to high-five her, okay? In this case, they had her speak. They gave up their pulpit, which is something that a man of God is never supposed to do to someone else, excuse me, that is not also a man or a woman of God. In, in, my, in my growing up days, the pastors didn't even let the women get behind the pulpit. When the women did speak, they had a, another podium for them, down on the floor, so to speak. Okay? So the issue that I'm speaking about, though, is the fact that the pulpit is sacred. Speaking behind the pulpit is something that's supposed to be done by a man or a woman of God. Fannie Willis was not professing and is not professing to be born again. If she is, she's not living the life of a born-again Christian. And this synagogue of Satan invited her to come and speak at this church. Let me read a little bit of this to you. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis wore this cloak with bravado. Bravado, brazenly, Sunday at Atlanta's historic black Big Bethel A.M.E. Church. Oh, that just burns me. That just burns me. The message that it sends to people that are easily deceived easily that are gullible the message that it sends about god about what he stands for about i mean it, it clearly delineate delineates and 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 characterizes what they stand for to a person that is that is walking in in the lord that is walking in the light i can see what they are and what they represent that's the only reason you have someone in this spiritual condition, come and speak to your congregation as if you are birds of a feather. Okay? And then it goes on to say, after accusations against her of impropriety, this is what she's having to answer for. This is the subpoena that she was trying to squash and not have to go to this hearing about impropriety and an affair with the married special prosecutor she hired to oversee the former president's RICO case. The prosecutor, Nathan Wade, circulated uh, these rumors, uh, circulated these accusations, circulated for a week, and then she finally decided that she needed to speak up for the first time, not at a press conference before the the mainstream media or before media period, but she goes to a so-called church, y'all. And they let her. And they let her giving a 35-minute sermon to the predominantly black congregation. They let her. 
And then she has the nerves, it seems in my opinion, to misrepresent scripture even because she goes on to say they only attacked one. First thing they say, oh, she's going to play the race card now, but no, God, isn't it them that's playing the race card when they only question one? That's all that this article said about that statement. So I I am only sterilizing here that she was referencing the fact that there was a woman in the Bible that was caught in adultery, and the men and the Pharisees brought that woman uh, and accused her of adultery and wanted Jesus to stone her, and they only brought her. They didn't bring the man that she was caught in adultery with. So I'm believing that this is what she is referencing. They only attacked one. But no, God, isn't it them that's playing the race card when they only question one? Uh, for, for me, that has nothing to do with race, okay? But it's a reference to that scripture. And it just infuriates me. I had a, a, a pastor just here recently that I was in a discussion with that was using scripture, but only quoting it partially to justify another scandalous situation. This time, that was about Pastor T.D. Jakes. This is not about someone who's professing to be a pastor or a woman of God. This is, this, is, this is someone who is clearly living in sin, but the church recognized her and put her before the congregation and let her have words, and these are the words that she says. Well, of course, people often quote that when they want to defend when they want to misrepresent and, and confuse and deceive people. They say Jesus didn't condemn that woman. And they talk about the fact that the men were hypocrites, which they were, because they only brought the woman. True. All that's true. Jesus didn't even go there. He knelt down, and he began to write in the sand. And then he quietly, calmly responded and said, you that is without sin cast the first stone. Because he knew the motive behind their accusation. He could have said, where's the man? He could have said, how come you didn't bring the man? He could have turned it into more than that. But instead, he, 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 he went to the heart of the matter. Okay? You yourselves are sinners. You're up here fronting and pretending like you're men of God, that you're Pharisees, you're leaders, you're rulers. You yourself are sinners. So why are you bringing this woman to me to, to try to set me up and to try to have her stoned when you yourself are a sinner? Okay? Oh, back after the break. a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. 
It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating, and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150-pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one-hour nap. One hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. I am talking to you about Synagogues of Satan and the backdrop for this um, topic. The reason that I was provoked to bring this to you is because of the hearing and the situation that's going on involving Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, her co-prosecuting attorney. Before the break, I was talking to you about the reference that she made while speaking in a local church, and she was upset because they only attacked one. And I was telling you the true context of that scripture, but the part that most people leave out intentionally, because that's how Satan is. Satan is a deceiver. Satan is a deceiver. He's a manipulator. Okay, he disguises himself as an angel of light. His goal is to deceive. 
So they leave out the part that though Jesus did not condemn the woman, he didn't join in with them and fuss her out and tell her off. He said what he needed to say. Where are your accusers? Because they all left one by one because he hit them where it counted. He, they were convicted of their own sin. Where are your accusers? She said, there's none here. There's none here. He said, then I don't condemn you. Okay, but he said, go and sin no more. He still corrected her behavior. He still let her know, you got off easy this time. Don't go, don't sin anymore. Don't go back to the behavior that you were involved in. Okay. That seems to be the part that hypocritical people or agents of Satan try to use to justify their sin when they are living in sin. All right? I'm going to see if this works. Um, I haven't tried to do this before, but I actually pulled up some of this presentation that she did at this church. And I'm I'm only going to play about one minute. I think it's about a minute and 18 seconds of it. I have my volume turned up 100%. I'm hoping that you all can hear this. So let me just look at my... Okay, I'm going to stop it there. Let's see if I can stop it there. Uh, get this download that popped up out of the way. I'm going to stop it there because I listened to this, and I listened to how the congregation ignorantly and blindly applauded the things that she had to say. She, first of all, had no business, if this was a church of God's, if this was a church that was representing God, ministering, serving on behalf of God, they never would have brought this woman to speak to their congregation. But then on top of that, they 
laughed, cheered, and applauded comments like, I am an imperfect person. We all are imperfect, but it resonated. I'm an imperfect person. She said, a hard-headed, I'm a hard-headed, basically willful, stubborn person, okay? Why is that person celebrated and allowed to come before your congregation and speak to your congregation? And they're not talking about needing to get right. They're not asking. They, they shouldn't be speaking and advising anyone, first of all. They should be there saying, "How? what must I do to get saved? What must I do to get right with God? That is what they should be there for. But these leaders in this synagogue of Satan put this woman up before the congregation to speak on behalf of the Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. So they were more concerned about race issues and what else? I'm not even sure. It's like, what was the purpose of having her come? Except to signify and high five and say, hey, we support you. We support you. Okay? Now, the hearing, as I said, is to address is to address or is is to address allegations of impropriety impropriety and what was the other word i said um and an affair which means adultery see the world likes to make it sound glamorous and pretty and everything but basically adultery committing adultery having sexual relations with another woman's husband, you know, this is what the hearing is about because in doing so, that was going to cause some other issues in terms of her role, in terms of his role, um, and and then it got started getting more messy because of allegations of enrichment and her benefiting from the position she got him and yada, yada, yada. But I'm talking about spiritual things. I'm talking about spiritual things. A church that would have someone come and speak to their congregation who has not been cleared of impropriety or allegations of adultery and is not even saved, is not even a Christian, is not even a woman of God. That is a synagogue of Satan. Man or woman of God is not going to do that. Okay? If you want to listen to the whole message, I found this on... Uh, who posted this? I found this. It says... Uh, Read Fulton County DA Fanny Willis on improper relationship charges. Ah. Uh, where did I find this at? ANF, ANF, Atlanta News First. Um, there's an actual video of the, the, the presentation that she did, a 35-minute presentation. Of course, I can't 
cover all of that. I wanted to cover some of the highlights. Adultery. Okay? The Lord makes it very clear that those who commit such things will not inherit the kingdom of God unless they repent, unless they come to him with repentant hearts and ask for forgiveness and they turn from that kind of a lifestyle. So herein lies my issue, okay? She's on the hot seat. For some problematic things. But this church says, oh, we don't care about none of that. You're just being prosecuted because you're a black woman. So clearly they're God and their issues. They're more loyal to their hurts and wounds about being black. The black history, their history. They're more loyal to that cause than they are to uplifting the standards of God. They're more loyal to that than they are uh, being concerned about this woman's soul. And um, the women may be inviting her to a women's fellowship where they can all talk to her, share testimonies of how God delivered them and brought them out of situations like that and, and encourage her to get right with God. No, it was more important to them to have a moment in the spotlight and use her as their spokesperson because they're champion, championing race, race wounds and race issues, okay? Not to mention, let me go to, and like I said, this was all before the hearing. This was when the allegations had been floating around for about a week, they said, Okay. First of all, she refused to admit, her and Wade both refused to admit that they were having an and uh, 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 they were in adult in adultery. I'm not going to call it an affair. First of all, that they refused to admit. So she was a liar. She was lying. As the district attorney, she was lying. This is a woman who prosecutes others. Mm, more after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming sexual abuse. 
I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get this all in, y'all. I'm running out of time. Let me try to summarize this, okay? Um so before she's on the stand, before the hearing, she goes to the the church um the big 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 Bethel AME church in Atlanta back in January. Then she's in the hearing. She's in the hearing. Looks like this is between February February nineteen ish to I think around February nineteen ish. She's in the hearing, she's being questioned, she's defiant, she's rude, she's all the things that I already told you all, okay? Um, characteristics of a Jezebel spirit, a person who's operating in a Jezebelic spirit, a person who has been raised to use men for what they want from them, but not to love, reverence, submit to them according to God's word, um, she made comments about her relationship with this prosecutor, basically saying that she don't need a man to do nothing for her. That's why she pays her own way. That's why she gave him his money back. There was contention in their relationship because of that. Typical Jezebel. Okay. God said that the man is the head of the woman. Okay. He also said that the man is supposed to honor that, I mean, to love that woman and to cherish her as he would cherish his own body. But he did say that the man is the head of the woman. Okay. She wasn't going to submit to that man, much less the judge or anybody else in that courtroom. Acted totally unprofessional and nasty. But then what happens? Another church. Another church. Reading from this article, Fannie Willis cites scripture and accepts award at church visit. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is by the Washington Examiner on February 19th. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Synagogues of Satan. These are not churches of God. They are synagogues of Satan. Okay. During the hearing, she also, in addition to the things that she said about him, um, had her dad come on there, which I was like, what in the world is she thinking that that's going to do? To me, it didn't help her situation at all. It was intended to verify the reason that she keeps lots of cash on, on her. But that, I don't care what you do in your personal life. What you do as the district attorney of of Fulton County, that's what matters here. What your dad taught you and what you do in your personal life is one thing. What you do in relationship to your job is another, okay? And in her going on and on and on, she even admits that she took campaign money, money that she raised and received for her campaigning, 
that she took that money and used it for things other than her campaigning. I'm like, wow, look at this. It's like you let some people, you give enough, some people enough rope that they'll hang themselves, okay? So she defied the rules about the standard rules that most people, professional people know about workplace relationships, uh, entanglements, you know, relationships on the job, subordinates, dating a subordinate or an insubordinate dating a superior. Most professional people already know those rules. She defied those rules. But this church, Atlanta Berean Church, gave her a Black History Achievement Award. They wanted to commend her for her Black History achievements. So like the other church, the race issues are more important to them than representing God and what God stands for and what is right and what is righteous. That's what's more important to them. I can only imagine the type of women and men that they have in their congregation. Because for some reason, these types of churches think that if you are affluent and if you have a nice car and if you dress nice, that you've arrived. They're the religious type of churches. They're the Pharisaic type of churches. But when it comes to living saved and living according to the Word of God, they have no reverence for that whatsoever. Because she goes on to say, and reading from this article dated February 19th, 2024. So when I was invited here, I was really, it was really heartwarming because to me, this family, because, because to me, this is family. Because family helps you when you're up and when you're down, she said at the church on Saturday. And I can just hear the congregation going, yeah, clapping their hand because for some reason they like cliches and there's certain buzzwords that just make them happy. Not the word of God, but certain buzzwords, okay? It said her, this was during her appearance at the church that came two days after appearing in court for heated questioning from lawyers about the nature of her relationship with special prosecutor Nathan Wade who is involved in the Georgia case against former President Donald Trump. So the church knows why she is on the hot seat, and they don't care. They gave this woman books about, I forget the name of the book series, but it was about, I listened to that speech from the different church members and how they gave her different gifts there was a set of books that they gave her that had to do with the struggle between Satan and Christ. And I thought, wow, so they're equating her to, uh, to being a righteous woman, and she's contending with Satan. This is what they're twisting, this situation to reflect. They gave her these books. They gave her some beautiful flowers. They took photos. They prayed for her. I was really irritated sick to my stomach. I thought about the scripture where the Lord says, I would that you would be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. I thought about that, but I was like, this doesn't even apply because she's not even professing to be a Christian. So she's actually cold. But the leaders 
are professing to be Christians, and they're professing to represent a church of God, and this is who they honored with a Black History Achievement Award from their pulpit, not from their annex, not from their auditorium, from their pulpit, which is supposed to be reserved for speaking the word of God. Okay. Then she goes on to say, there are things going on recently that I don't what I won't talk about, but everybody did not embrace me during those times, and Berean has continued to embrace me, Willis said. I never heard her once repent. Repent means to say I'm sorry and I'm changing my ways. I never heard her acknowledge that. They didn't um, represent that to the world. Okay, they represented that we are honoring you for your achievements as a black woman. We're solidifying who you are and how you behave. Okay, she added, the scripture they keep sending me is no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I need y'all to hear me, though. They did not say the weapons will not form. So again, they're letting her have words before the congregation, and they're letting her twist those words to reflect her meaning of those words. Like, she's saying, I I heard those scriptures before, and... um, They just didn't mean much to me until now, but now they mean so much to me because uh, the weapons are being formed against me. Now she has become the victim. Okay? She's in, she was committing adultery with this man. She was defying the rules of her profession. Okay? Other things were coming out through her testimony that were questionable. Also, like I said about her campaign funds and different things like that, but now she is the victim, and the weapons are being formed against her, and she didn't know that that would happen. So I want to tell you what the scripture says about the scripture that she referenced, and that these lying devils in the synagogue of Satan allowed her to use and clapped an amen to. This is taken from Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Again, people take part of the scripture, and they don't finish the scripture. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. The Lord is saying that that is the inheritance. That's what the righteous are going to receive. No weapon that is formed against them will prosper. Even when the righteous die, martyrs, even when the righteous, you know, are persecuted and killed for righteousness sake, that weapon doesn't prosper. You know why? Because they go to be with Jesus. They go to be with the Father. And they rule and they reign in heaven forever. Okay? They still are promoted, if you will. They're still crowned with, with crowns of righteousness, and they're rewarded for their martyrdom in heaven. So those weapons don't prosper. 
okay? That's for the righteous, not for the sinner. Fanny is not a righteous individual. She's not professing to be a righteous individual, but these so-called leaders, let her get up in that pulpit in this church also and misquote scripture and misrepresent her own situation and speak to their congregation. Synagogues of Satan. I just wanted y'all to be aware. I wanted y'all to be aware. If that ain't Pharisaic, I don't know what is. They co-signed. They basically said, we agree with your lifestyle, your ways, that you can prosecute others. You can call people into court and you can prosecute others, but you don't have to live according to the laws that you even stand for. Even if we took the biblical context out of this, which we cannot do, because even court systems were set up in this nation based on biblical principles before they became corrupt. Okay? Just wanted y'all to know how I felt. (laughs) Until next time, good night. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.